1: Here's what's cooking on today's sports stove podcast. We are recapping the NFL draft. We're going to look at winners and losers. We're going to talk about the quarterbacks and we're going to close out the episode today talking about the Aaron Rodgers debacle in Green Bay. That's what's cooking on today's sports stove podcast. From Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network, you're listening to the Sports Stove Podcast with your host, Vince Stover. Welcome into today's Sports Stove Podcast, and today I am joined by the minority owner of the Green Bay Packers, well, one of the millions, uh, my dad, Dale Stover. Dad, welcome back to the show.
0: Thank you very much. It was an exciting draft.
1: It really was an exciting draft. I I really enjoyed myself. Um got to do a lot of draft coverage, helping with uh, Belly Up Fantasy Lives draft uh, coverage and I want to shout out to Dan Mater. He's the uh the lead uh guy there at Belly Up Fantasy and he put on a great show during the draft, the first 3 rounds and a lot of work went into that. So great job Dan. Um and thank you for letting me on in that program as well, and it was a lot of fun talking draft. Keeping up with everything that was going on in the draft uh, was quite exciting. Uh What do you, I say, the first fifteen picks in the first round were really just kind of kept held the attention of <laughs> what was going on uh, there during the draft, and then I thought the first three rounds were really exciting, from pretty much all the way through as well. Dad, we were talking before we uh, came on here today uh, about our mock drafts. Uh, of course, mine was. Recorded for the world to hold me accountable. We got I got ten picks correct, meaning that they were matched to the correct team. Twenty four players correct in the first round. I got six out of the first seven picks correct. I missed the San Francisco pick. I had been pounding the table for weeks saying <laughs> San Francisco is going to take Trey Lance, but at the end of the day, I I, I fell for the smoke and went with Mac Jones. My other picks that I were was proud of: uh, Darisal to the Vikings, Jamin Davis to Washington, Quiddy Pay to Indianapolis, uh, Najee Harris, of course, everybody had that, uh, uh to Pittsburgh as well were all picks that I was pretty proud of. I almost got Joe Tryon correct. I had him going 31 to the Ravens. He went 32 to Tampa, um, but nonetheless. And you said you got nine correct, right?
0: Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: Nine correct. Nine
0: correctly. correct and 27 in the round, so.
1: Yeah, that's that's really good. Uh, I was giving you the numbers before. Let me find them again. Peter King got nine correct. Todd McShay had nine correct. Mel Kiper had five correct, and Daniel Jeremiah uh, from the NFL Network had four correct. So we uh, we beat beat them, and uh, pretty proud of that. A couple stories coming out of the draft that were interesting. A lot of conversation about the te- the players that were paired with college teammates. Uh, let's see here. There was. Uh, Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, of course, got paired back together. Tua and Jalen Waddle are together in Miami. Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith, and Landon Dickerson all together in Philadelphia. And then, of course, Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne together in Jacksonville. Uh, I'm sure there were other players as well. But um, does that really matter, you think? I mean, I guess quarterback and receiver might make the transition go smoother, but does it really matter that that you played together in college, and now you're together in the pros.
0: Um, I don't know that it will. Um, from that standpoint, I think making the adjustment into a newer place, a newer city, a newer organization, it probably helps to have someone there. Um, I know the Packers had uh, one of their later picks, the guy from Boston College. Good friends with with um, you know AJ Dillon, and they, um, you know, he said they had talked a lot. And, um, he was, you know, it was going to help him make the transition for sure.
1: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's a good point. I think you're right. Getting in there, making the transition to the pros and things like that. That can be helpful. You see that a lot with guys, uh, rooming up with guys when they first get drafted and things like that. Uh, good point. Uh, then another interesting story was the Carolina Panthers head coach Matt Rule, his wife texted him before one of their picks and said, you need to come home with Hubbard. Chubba Hubbard, the running back from Oklahoma State, they drafted him nine picks later.
0: <laughs> and
1: um, yeah, Matt Rule said, can't give all the credit to his wife uh, as that he was, he was a player on their board and they had considered taking with their previous pick as well. But I guess Chuba Hubbard ran all over Baylor when Matt Rule was there. Uh, Chubba Hubbard from uh, Oklahoma State. And, uh, so they end up coming, coming through with it. And, uh, they, uh, they said that Rule's wife texted and said, you need to make sure you get them. So that's an interesting story. Uh, and I'm surprised they even shared it with us, honestly, because those are the kind of things that can get some ridicule, but a uh, good job by Carolina making Matt Rule's, uh, wife happy, bringing Chubba Hubbard into the organization as well. All right, uh, we got three segments today that we're going to do, Dad. The first segment, uh, we're going to call the front burner. We're going to do that one in just a second, and we're going to talk about the winners and the losers here in the organization, uh, or excuse me, in the NFL draft, people that we think landed well in the NFL draft uh, and those that we thought lost in the NFL draft. Then we're going to do a segment called the back burner, And we're going to be talking about the quarterbacks in the draft and then we're going to close out the episode today with what's simmering. It's something that we've had a chance to think about for a little bit and that's going to be the Aaron Rodgers situation and everything going down with him as well. So let's kick it off. Our first segment of the day is the front burner. The front burner is presented by Skull Candy. Discover life at full volume with headphones, earbuds, speakers, and more. Skull Candy is your one stop shop for new music, culture, and audio built to stay loud. And we have in the podcast notes, the link for you there for Skull Candy. Go and get yourself a new set of headphones or earbuds. I've got my Skull Candy earphones, headphones on right now. And uh, they are the presenting sponsors for this opening segment called the front burner dad. We're talking about winners and losers. So here's how we're going to do it. I'm going to let you give me one of your winners. Then I'll take a winner. We'll go back and forth until our winners are completed. So who's your first winner of the draft?
0: Um, I would think the chargers. That was one that I think did extremely well. I think the fact that they got Slater is going to be a real help. Um, You know, the people thought he could go earlier, might not be there. I got a good corner with their second pick, and it just seems like they filled out needs. There were several teams we had talked about before the draft that they just need to take the best player available, and I think the Chargers did that, and it looked to me there's potential it worked out well for them.
1: Yeah, I liked their top five picks. Rashawn Slater, they didn't have to trade up for, it, which was phenomenal. Asante Samuel Jr. fell to him in the second round. Josh Palmer, the Tennessee wide receiver, solid, solid receiver in the third round. Trey McKitty from Georgia, tight end. I don't know a whole lot about him. And then Chris Rump, the outside linebacker from Duke in round four, all really, really solid picks for sure. I agree with you on that one. My first winner of the draft, is the Miami Dolphins. We agreed on this one as well. Uh, Miami had, uh, a, I think, a really good draft. Jalen Waddell, the wide receiver, uh, and then Jalen Phillips, the rush end uh, or edge rusher in the first round. Then in the second round, they get Javon Holland, a very versatile safety, and they also get an offensive lineman, Liam Eisenberg, who I really liked from Notre Dame. The third round, they get Boston College tight end Hunter Long, one of the top three tight ends in the draft. So in my opinion, uh, I thought Miami had a, had a really solid draft. They're a winner on my board as well. Who's your next winner?
0: Um, would be, well, I agreed with Miami. Then after that would be Atlanta. Um, they were able to get Pitts, which of course I think, you know, um, could be one of the best people in this draft. Uh, but it seemed like they were solid after that with a the safety. They were able to get Mayfield um, in the third round, which he has potential. Um, they're the big offensive lineman. They picked another offensive lineman up later. Uh, like I said, they got the safety. They got a couple corners. Um, and again, it seems like, um, for his first draft Smith, you know, I think they, they potentially came out pretty well.
1: Yeah, I thought they were okay. They were not in my list of winners. Uh, I did like their top three picks with Pitts, Richie Grant and Jalen Mayfield. I didn't feel like they filled all their needs. They still have a lot of needs with linebacker. Um, running back's a big need. They had a chance to fill that, that need and chose to go a different direction. But, um, not a bad draft, just not, not in my winner's category. My next one is the New York Jets. I really like what they did. I felt like, especially early on, in this draft, they had a uh, just things kind of rolling for them as it was going. They get their quarterback of the future, Zach Wilson. I would have taken Justin Fields, but that's the guy they liked. They did a lot of research on him. Then they get Elijah Vera Tucker. They trade up to get him. Elijah Moore, who who I heard consistently was the fourth best wide receiver, he falls to the second round. Then they get Michael Carter, who uh, is a really really good running back from North Carolina as well. They get a lot of defensive help late in the draft in their fifth and sixth round also. So I put the New York Jets as a winner uh, for me as well. Uh, what about you, Dad? Who's your next winner?
0: Uh, be probably Carolina. Uh, Again, I think they did well. Of course, you talked about Trevor Hubbard, but um, I think Horn was a really good pick. They got him uh, there, again, without having to move. Marshall should be a really good pick there from the second round. and They got some offensive linemen. And, again, they were a team that just needed to add some good players and added a variety of positions, and uh, I think that'll help them.
1: Yeah, they even picked up a long snapper in the draft. <laughs> uh yeah. Phil Hoskins, late uh, seventh-round pick from Kentucky. I got to see him this past year. He's a pretty decent defensive lineman. They also got Davion Nixon from Iowa, defensive tackle. Um, I love their first two picks with Horn and Marshall. I think Terrace Marshall is going to be an awesome pickup for them, considering that their two top wide receivers are both due for big contracts after this season. I'm not sure they can keep them both. So uh, great to add a, a, a good receiver on there as well. Uh, my last winner, whether it's Baker's simple truth, Turkey or Mac and cheese with Murray's English cheddar. Uh was really impressed with their draft. Caleb Farley, yes, he's a big risk, but if he's healthy, if they can get him healthy, um, he's supposed to be the top corner or one of the top corners in this draft. They get him at pick 22. They pick up the offensive tackle from North Dakota State in round two with Dylan Redutes. Uh, then late in the third round, they get Elijah Molden, the cornerback from Washington. So if Farley doesn't work out health-wise, Molden's really good. I think he's going to fill a need there. They got some big size at wide receiver in Des Fitzgerald and Louisville. I thought overall it was a good, not the best. They were number four on my list, but I thought a really good draft for them. Uh, do you have any other winners on the draft?
0: Um, I would have a team that historically has struggled with the draft lately, but I thought the Cleveland Browns did well. Uh, yeah. Of course, their first two picks, I think Newsom was a great pick. And the linebacker from Notre Dame, we were talking during the draft about him falling and they were able to get him. Uh, again, so, you know, they got a variety of players at different positions, uh, which again, you know, should help them. I don't know a lot about all those guys, but, um, it, it looked like they had a good draft. So
1: I agree. Greg Newsom, an awesome pick at pick 26. Jeremiah Owusakaramoa at pick uh, 20 in the second round. Uh, was an, an amazing thing. That's a steal, I think. Um, people said they, that the reason why a Karamoa fell was because teams were worried because Arizona could not find a fit for Simmons last year. Physical, si- uh, same physical traits as far as size goes. And I mean, that's just silly. You got to be a good enough coach to make talent work. Um, Anthony Schwartz, the receiver out of Auburn and James Hudson, the lineman out of t- uh, Cincinnati. I thought their top four picks were phenomenal. And they they were a team that was fortunate. If they didn't really have big needs, they were able just to kind of go with whatever. And actually, Newsom and Karamoa fill some needs for them at the same time, as little as those needs were. So I think a good – yeah, right. I think that's a good pick by by Cleveland. All right, let's go to losers. You got two. I got three. So I'm going to go first. Uh, my first loser – in this draft is the New York football Giants. Uh, I thought they kind of blew it in the first round. They traded down. They ended up getting Kadarius Toney. Wide receiver just wasn't a need for him. Uh, Devontae Smith would have been a great pickup because of his talent, but I didn't think it made sense for them to go Kadarius Toney in the first round. I do like Aziz Ojolari from Georgia that they got in the second round. Uh, but to me, their needs were far, far more than what they actually brought in. I'm not sure how much they actually helped their team this year. And they're a team that needs to build for this year, win now with Daniel Jones at quarterback. Who's your first loser of the draft?
0: Um, it would be um, New Orleans. Um, I was really surprised. Again, it's a team that – uh, had some needs and could have spread stuff around. They took a guy that you, you know, born was not projected in the first round, passed up on some guys there for that, um, and you know, just didn't seem to do a lot. The quarterback from Notre Dame, I'm not sure I understand that as high as they went on him, and um, just didn't. You know, to me, I don't see any splashes on theirs uh, at all. That may turn out being great. I don't know.
1: Yeah, Peyton yeah. Turner's gonna have to be phenomenal because that was not that was a big, big surprise. I was live on the air. When uh they drafted Peyton Turner, he was not on my list, not for a first round pick, not anywhere close to the first round for me. So I had to go searching very, very quickly to get some information on him. Now they did get in the sixth round Landon Young, Kentucky offensive lineman, and this kid is a phenomenal football player. He's gonna end up being in the league for a long, long time. Um but so I think that was good value there for in the sixth round. But you're right, Peyton Turner at one, uh Pete Warner in the second round, Paulson at a at a Adebo, Adebo uh, is a decent corner out of Stanford at three in the third round, but uh, an interesting draft, needless to say, for New Orleans. My second team that I consider a loser in this draft is the Washington football team. I do like the Jamin Davis pick at number nineteen, but after that, uh, I was I just didn't think they did a great job of finding the value. There, Samuel Cosme, there's, you know, lots of mixed emotions on him. Benjamin St. Just, uh, from Minnesota is an interesting player. Um, they got him at via trade and then you just, I don't know. To me, it wasn't an impressive trade and that, that division, there's opportunity right now for any team in that division just to take hold. And I'm not sure that Washington did this overall in their draft. Not a horrible draft necessarily, just one that I thought they could have done better than they did. Uh, dad, who's your other loser of the draft?
0: it would be Houston. And of course they didn't have a lot of picks. uh, So they didn't have a lot to work with. Um, I mean, a quarterback makes some sense, but they had lots of needs. And um, again, I don't know that there was anybody there. The wide receiver from Michigan may end up being good, but um, you know, I'm sure all those guys will get a chance to play, but I don't know how, how, um, you know, how much of an upgrade all that was. So.
1: Yeah, they had two third rounds, two fifth rounds, and one sixth round pick this year. I love the Davis Mills pick. We'll talk more about that in a moment. Um, outside of that, you know, Nico Collins, okay, I guess. Um, you're right. I don't know that they got a whole lot better, and it's hard to with, with only five picks and none of them in the first two rounds. It's not going to be easy to improve, um, but we'll talk more about Davis Mills in just a moment uh, there. My last team that I have as a loser in the NFL draft is the Green Bay Packers. We talked about this a lot, me and you, throughout the weekend. You are a little bit more optimistic than I am. Eric Stokes, I thought, was a major reach, and I thought there were better players available, especially Asante Samuels uh, there at that pick. Josh Myers, not impressed with that pick either. I thought there were better linemen on the board, especially Reed Humphrey. Uh, Mari Rogers, I think it's a good pick in the third round with wide receiver. And then after that, I just, you know, it's a wait and see. Shamar Jane Charles, uh, from Appalachian State, supposedly is a pretty good pick. Um, they finally got an inside linebacker with Isaiah McDuffie in the sixth round. But uh, to me, this was just not a great draft. And when the news came out at the beginning of the draft or a couple hours before the draft that there was issues with Rogers, to me, they needed to win this draft and I don't think they did it. Um, so, but uh, as with all these teams go and these drafts go, you really don't know right now who won and who lost until the players have a chance, uh, to, to, to play. (laughs) And then, and then from there we can kind of see where it goes. These are just our opinions coming in, uh, into the draft, uh, there, those are our winners or losers. And this has been our first segment, the front burner presented by skull candy. Make sure you go visit the link that's provided for you in the podcast notes. To get your next set of headphones or earbuds from Skull Candy. All right, Dad, it's time to move to our second uh, segment of the day, and that is the back burner where we're going to discuss the quarterbacks in the draft. Let's get to the back burner. All right, the Brack Burner is presented by Blue Coolers. At Blue Coolers, they provide high-quality, roto-molded 10-day ice coolers, drinkware, and other outdoor products. They aim to provide quality, high-performance products at a fraction of the price of the leading brands. Some have even called them the Yeti Killer. Their products are rugged, durable, heavily insulated, and come with a five-year warranty. Go visit Blue Coolers with the link provided in the podcast notes, and uh, you can get your next cooler Maybe your last cooler, three blue coolers uh, today. All right, Dad, let's talk about quarterbacks in the draft. There were 10 total quarterbacks drafted, five in the first round, and then the other five went later on in the draft. So let's start with the top five. Lawrence and Wilson, there's not a whole lot to talk about. We've already talked about them. We knew they were going one and two the whole time. Lance to the 49ers at three. I felt like it was the right situation with Garoppolo being there. They can play him for a year. They've come out and said as much. Their plan is to play Garoppolo this year and then uh, move on from him next year with Lance. Um, final thoughts with Trey Lance and the San Francisco 49ers.
0: Um, I mean, talent-wise, we'll see uh, how he develops because he is from a small school and, of course, didn't play a lot. Uh, Last year, I think he's probably with a good coaching staff or at least a good head coach. They've had a lot of turnover in their staff there. Um, but I I think that has potential. Uh, I'm always leery about when you got a player and waiting somebody that, well, okay, he's going to be the starter next year and how well that gets along if Graffalo struggles, um, which I think, you know, have some potential that he could, um, I think if those things are, or maybe the issue there with him, if they're not going to bring him in and play him right off, um, then I think they've got to work out some things, and it may work out, may work out just fine for him. I don't know, but again, their division could give them problems.
1: How much does a clear plan help, though? If, if Garoppolo knows, okay, I get one more season in San Francisco, so I'm playing for basically an audition for the rest of the league. Alex Smith knew this as well in Kansas city had his best season uh, there, that last season in Kansas city before ultimately going to Washington. I mean, doesn't, doesn't at least knowing what the situation is, make it a little bit better than guessing and looking over your shoulder.
0: Um, it, it might, um, I don't know though. He doesn't know, you know, where he's going to go. If he plays well, then why are they getting rid of him? Um, you know, if he does real well, um, and, again, Lance, you know, it's going to depend. There is going to be ideally more of a preseason this season. Uh, they'll get a look at him. But, um, you know, they've got to know he's ready if they're going to put him in next year. Um, so you, you see what that does. I mean, what if San Francisco's out of the playoffs the last three games or it gets iffy after the half first halfway mark of the season? Do you want to get a look at Lance? Um, then all of a sudden, Grappolo doesn't have first year so to me that makes it a touchy situation may work out fine
1: yeah it may I am I'm more optimistic I guess with uh with this one right now and um you know it's gonna be interesting to see I guess how it all works out in the end and I, I think it's gonna be good personally I think I think it's gonna be good for for San Francisco and I think it's an ideal situation for Garoppolo at least knowing that what's ahead of him, he can come out and audition and see. Because there's going to be teams that need quarterbacks next year. And a 31-year-old Jimmy Garoppolo that hasn't taken a whole lot of beating, even though he's not been healthy throughout his career. Um, I don't know. I think it's an interesting interesting situation, to say the least. And maybe he gets moved earlier. Maybe a team like Washington, who did not address quarterback, um, you know, maybe they will. Think about doing it with, uh, with Garoppolo later on or closer to the season. All right. Next up was the Chicago Bears. They traded up to take, uh, Fields, uh, and Justin Fields. I thought it was a phenomenal pick for Chicago. I'm a big Justin Fields fan. Like I said before, I thought I had him number two out of the top five quarterbacks at all the quarterbacks, I guess, in the draft. Um, as a Packer fan, I wasn't happy to see Justin Fields land in Chicago. What are your thoughts with, uh, the Ohio State quarterback going to, to the Bears?
0: Again, I think he's very talented. Um, Again, it's hard to say something good about the Bears, but it looked like they really (laughs) made some good moves. Um, Their first two picks were very good. Um, Again, they traded away a little bit to get that, which probably hurt them later on. But um, I think getting Fields is good. Again, they've got, you know.
1: Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team team ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows
0: your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready.
1: It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to Blackhillsenergy.com/slash team ready.
0: Lots of quarterbacks there is Fields gonna start. Um, you know, are they gonna let him go through some rough patches? Um, you know, I mean, obviously, I think they drafted him as being the quarterback, but is he going to be, um, you know, the starter? Where's that going to be? Because their other one, of course, they, they you would think they might move Drabinski. Um, and then what they've got Dalton, right?
1: Well, they've got Dalton, Trubisky's in Buffalo now. Uh, they got Dalton, oh,
0: he's, that's right, he's already gone,
1: and they got Nick Foles.
0: Foles, okay.
1: Yeah. So they've got a couple of veteran and they, they've also said the same thing. Our plan is this year to start Andy Dalton and then next year start Justin Fields. So that's kind of, they're being out in the open with what they're doing. I like Andy Dalton. I thought Dalton, you know, in Chicago was a positive thing for Chicago. I thought Dalton and Washington would have it been a great fit as well. But, uh, nonetheless, he's in Chicago as well as Fields and Foles that those three quarterbacks won't come out. You know, I mean, Foles, I'm assuming, is the the guy that gets the short end of the stick and won't be there uh, moving forward. Mac Jones falls to uh, New England. They do not have to trade up. No one else traded up. There's a lot of talk about New Orleans was going to move up and get them. Um, Of course, a lot of talk about the 49ers early as well. New England stays pat at 15, and, I mean, I just don't think they could have passed on them there at 15. And uh, is it – I mean, to me, it seems like the perfect fit as far as the future goes for Mac Jones – and I don't know how quickly he'll play, if he'll play at all this year, because uh, I actually have high hopes for Cam Newton this year. But um, what are your thoughts with uh, the new the new quarterback in New England?
0: Um, it was a good pick for New England that he you know he fell there. Uh, it does make you wonder. You know, we had talked Jones kind of came out of nowhere as being up at the top and going to go. You know, as the third quarterback and whatever. So how much of that was just talk that nobody, nobody else went up to get him. Um, You know, the talk wasn't, well, all these quarterbacks are going to top 10 because somebody's going to go up and get them. Um, If Jones would have gone to San Francisco, I think they would have all gone in the top 10, but Jones didn't. So um, I don't know that he's as ready. I think he's a great guy and I think he has a lot of potential. Uh, The only thing at New England is you've got to tailor your system around your quarterback. And I don't think Cam Newton is going to play the same system that (laughs) Mac Jones or vice versa is going to. So I don't know how much quote training he will get there. Or again, if Cam Newton has a short leash um, it wasn't a surprise that he took him. There's a connection there with Alabama and Belichick and, and everything but um and i think it'll end up being a real good deal for him because he should have some time to develop
1: yeah i mean i've heard all kinds of comparisons of mac jones and cam newton Uh, (laughs) Um but (laughs) uh, uh you know if you look back throughout the history of josh mcdaniels in new england uh matt castle had success in new england um jimmy garoppolo had success in new england the the short amount of time he got to play um, I think Mac Jones, I mean, you put Mac Jones and Matt Castle next to each other, they're not that much different as far as abilities go. Mac Jones is probably better than Matt Castle. Um, so I mean, I, you know, there's definitely potential. I think it's I think it's a good fit. Everything with quarterbacks is about fit. And if you get in the right system with the right coaching staff, that's how you're going to be successful. And I think Mac Jones is where he needs to be to do that. Speaking of right fit, I put a poll out on Twitter asking which quarterback had the uh, quarterback and team was the best fit in the draft that was not drafted in the first round. I put uh, Kyle Trask and Tampa, Kellen Mond and the Vikings, Davis Mills and the Texans, and then other. Kyle Trask wins the poll. 38% said the Trask Bucks fit was the best. 33% put Kellen Mond and the Vikings. 25% Davis Mills and the Texans. 4% selected other which means ian book in new orleans or sam ellinger in indianapolis um so i guess let's start at the top and work our way down kyle trask in tampa i'm not a kyle trask fan don't have a lot of hope for him i don't think he's going to be an nfl quarterback personally but uh he's in tampa sitting behind the greatest of all time and tom brady what do you think uh about that that pickup there for tampa
0: um again he's got a great spot there to learn um you know, watching him in college and that. I don't know that he'll be Tampa's next quarterback. Um, but again, he'll get a chance to show and develop and it may help him get a shot uh somewhere else. I would be surprised if he ends up being Tampa's quarterback, you know, in three years or whatever it, it works out with Brady. But it's probably a great spot. If you're not gonna be a starter right now, which he wouldn't be, uh it's probably a great spot to learn um You know, from there, they're definitely behind a good one.
1: You know, being in an SEC country, I've heard a lot about Kyle Trask over the last couple of years and how great he is. And I've watched Florida games and I wasn't impressed. Bruce Arians system is not an easy one to pick up. And, uh, we've seen, we've seen some quarterbacks struggle with that in the past. Uh, Kyle Trask, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You're right. And to some degree, he's in a good situation being with Tom Brady, but I'm not sure that Arians is the best fit for a young quarterback. Uh, either. So that'll be interesting. Byron Leftwich, I like him a lot. He's the offensive coordinator there in Tampa. So, uh, maybe he'll have time. He's not going to need to coach Tom Brady. So maybe he can sit and dedicate his whole time <laughs> to coaching, uh, Kyle Trask. Kellen Mond in Minnesota. Uh, the Vikings currently, of course, got Kirk Cousins in place. Uh, his contract is nearing an end. So they bring in Kyle, uh, Kellen Mond, excuse me. Again, I'm not a huge Mond guy, but. Uh, an interesting pickup in Minnesota is he the, the quarterback of the future uh, that's maybe stepping in the next two or three years in Minnesota
0: Um very surprised that they took him there uh, again I don't know a lot about him but I don't know that he would be a guy that would go that high I don't know that he's a guy that can be guaranteed to be a quarterback of the future and uh, Minnesota you know I mean, I was nice to the Bears, but Minnesota is always an interesting place. <laughs> and uh, I don't know that you learn a lot there um ever. But, um, you know, I, I, it may be a good opportunity for him to get a shot. I was real surprised about that pick.
1: So there was a lot of argument about who or what order the next round of quarterbacks would go. Trask, Mond, and Mills were all there together. They end up going within four picks of each other. Uh, Trask at the end of the second Mond and Mills go two and three in the third round. Um, you know, that's, and I said last year that Zimmer was close to the end of his rope in Minnesota. And I think he almost got fired this year, but, uh, he gets another year and it'll be interesting to see how that holds over. Of course, you got young Kubiak, Gary Kubiak's son. Uh, that's running the offense there in Minnesota. Davis Mills goes to Houston. Houston has major question marks about quarterback. Uh, they've got Tyrod Taylor down there right now. Deshaun Watson is uh, in legal problems, a very, very good possibility. He does not play this year. I felt like from everything that I read and studied on, Davis Mills is the most uh, NFL-ready quarterback outside of the first-round guys so I really like the pick for Houston. I think this is a solid pickup. I think he could be starting by week four. They might give Tyrod Taylor the start, but at some point, I think Davis Mills is playing this year. Of course, his college coach had glowing things to say about him, but uh, nonetheless, a lot of people got on the Davis Mills train coming into the draft. You said Houston was one of your losers, not necessarily because of Mills' talent, Uh, but just their their lack of of filling needs what what are your thoughts with specifically davis mills and houston
0: i think he would have been the best of the three uh like you said at least that was what everything was coming in and um you know i I, so i think he'll have a good chance and he might he might do well there because he may it may be why depending on what happens with deshaun watson he may have the opportunity fairly quick and um Again, I don't remember exactly who the offensive coordinator, quarterbacks, coaches there, but hopefully, uh, you know, he'll have some good coaching and, um, he definitely has potential.
1: Yeah. It's, he's <laughs> it interesting. You know, they're, they're going to be the worst team in the league, I would assume, uh, this year. I'm looking to see right now. Let's see here. Houston, they've got David Coley's the new head coach, Tim Kelly, the offensive coordinator. Lovey Smith, the defensive coordinator. They got so many needs, and they were not able to fill them in the draft because they didn't have any draft picks. Interesting spot. Hopefully he doesn't get murdered in his first season, and he gets an opportunity to, to play. He'll get plenty of time, I think, to play if Deshaun Watson thing doesn't get situated or if they end up trading Deshaun Watson at some time as well. Because they can get – talking about restocking the cupboard. If you get a chance to trade Deshaun Watson, depending on how everything goes with his legal situation – uh, you might be able to load those cupboards pretty full with draft picks next year. i uh, be sure to see. Two other quarterbacks taken. New Orleans gets their quarterback of the future? Eh, probably not. Ian Book from Notre Dame goes into New Orleans, and then Sam Ellinger gets drafted by Indianapolis late, and in, I believe sixth round for the Colts. They've got, uh, they drafted a quarterback last year as well. Um, so they've got, uh, of course, Carson Wentz there. They've got Uh, A couple young guys there now as well. I don't think Booker, Ellinger, either one of them are going to get opportunities in the near future. But maybe they're guys that get some preseason games in if they have preseason games and uh, show off what they have. Ellinger was one of those top touted guys going into Texas and never really developed into what people thought he would be at Texas. So maybe he can show something in the pros. Any thoughts on Booker, Ellinger?
0: Uh, no, again, you know, at that spot, you, you know, Indianapolis, you draft a quarterback and have a chance to work with and, you know, hopefully develop good as a backup or, um, there again, I, you know, I think Wentz is going to do real well there. Um, but you know, it's, you've got to keep some other quarterbacks around and, uh, you know, drafting one shows they were a little higher on him than just signing somebody free agent. So,
1: yeah, the Colts are an interesting team because, again, last year they went out and drafted the kid. Was he from Washington? Um, he was at Georgia before and then went to, I think, Washington. Uh, Jacob Eason uh, they drafted last year. So they got Jacob Eason, Sam Ellinger, and a guy named Jalen Morton as their, <laughs> their quarterbacks behind Carson Wentz right now in Indianapolis. Interesting, interesting, interesting. All right, those are the quarterbacks, and that's the back burner. Now we're going to hit our last segment of the day. That is what's simmering. Something that we've had a chance to think about. It's not an instant reaction, and we've been talking about quarterbacks. We're going to stick with it with Aaron Rodgers. Let's get to our last segment of the day of what's simmering. <laughs> All right, dad. Good sports talk has two people who disagree on the topic, but I don't think we disagree on this. Uh, we're going to go Aaron Rodgers. The reports came out two hours or so before the draft saying Aaron Rodgers says he wants out. He will not play in Green Bay. He wants to be traded. He listed the 49ers, the Broncos and the Raiders, according to somebody. Um, and, uh, saying that he is, he's upset. He's upset with the front office. He's upset with the Packers organization and he wants out. Aaron Rodgers, as it sits today, is a Green Bay Packer, and as it would make sense, he is not going to have a whole lot of opportunity to get off of this team before the end of next season, I don't think at least. I'm going to let you go first on Aaron Rodgers, and then I'll wax eloquent when you're done.
0: Well, I mean, it was very, very surprising, obviously. Um, very disturbing. Um, I think the timing... I think the timing was on purpose. I think he was upset about last year and the way he felt like he was blindsided. And this was his opportunity to blindside uh, the organization. Um, Will he leave? I don't know. I don't know if he'll have options to be able to leave. Um, At this point, like you alluded to, everything is what you've heard. Um, You know, sources, um, whatever the case may be there. I listened to LaFleur's interview last night. Um, He's going to do everything he can. Again, to me, you and I talked about it. Aaron Rodgers has got some strong relationships with teammates, I think with Matt LaFleur, with others. Um, You know, one, I don't know what his options are to walk away, and is he going to walk away with that? Um, If he does, you know, obviously it's going to create, you know, uh, hard feelings. I don't, I think outside of the organization, everyone's going to blame the Packers for handling it wrong, which they could have obviously handled the thing better last year. But uh, as a Green Bay Packer fan, Aaron Rodgers are just stupid to, to, <laughs> to go away from this. Um, I mean, he's going away. He's got all the money he needs there. He's, um, you know, a couple plays away from, um, from, you know, getting into the Super Bowl like that, Um, you know, he makes a statement, and it's easy to be critical at this point, but, you know, the thing about the field goal, and he said, well, hey, if they weren't going for it, I would have called a different play on third down. Well, why didn't you score on third down then, you know? (laughs) Um, You know, I mean, there's there's a lot there, but they're close. They've got a lot of weapons. Um, I don't think they made any draft picks specifically because of him, but it's obviously a draft that was going to, Help. They've gone strong on offensive line. I think their offensive line will definitely be improved. I think the guy from Clemson, the receiver, will be a help. Uh, I think their last running back is a guy that will fill in a hole real well uh, there. Um, I don't think we're going to know much until he makes a public comment. Uh, He may make it real quick this week. I think the longer you wait for him to make a public comment, the better news it is for Green Bay, um, you know, because again, I I think you know, and and I to me, if he's not leaving, yeah, he'll let everybody stew for a while. So um, that's what I think. Now, if he comes out, you know, Tuesday on McAfee's show and says it's all gone, and here's what the deal is, and you know, I um, I don't know that he can make it to where there's no return, but possibly he can. Um, again. You know, inside the Packer thing, everything you've heard, there's not been direct communication there. You know, you hear about, hey, hey, give me an extension and fire the GM and I'll be fine. <laughs> uh, hopefully nobody would fall for that because they'll be the next one fired then. And, um, you know, he's a great quarterback, one of the greatest, one of the best in Green Bay. Um, nobody's bigger than the organization. And, um, I'm not so sure he thinks he's bigger than the organization. I think he was upset. And, um, this was a way to cause a little turmoil last few years. He loves to cause a little turmoil with things. And, um, so, but I, at this point, I don't think we know. Um, and, um, but you know, we may see fairly soon. We may not.
1: So two words I've heard to, um, characterize Aaron Rodgers sensitive and vindictive uh he's a very sensitive soul he was hurt deeply by the Jordan Love situation and listen I me and dad talked about this off the air yesterday I think Green Bay totally blew that draft I don't think they should have drafted Jordan Love number one number two someone needed to call Aaron as the trade was happening they needed to call him immediately and say hey here's what's going on here's what we're thinking you're not going to like it. We understand that. But here's our thought process with it, as opposed to him watching TV, drinking his drink and seeing it come across the board, the Packers traded up the draft a quarterback. You just cannot handle it that way. Uh, on top of that, you know, Aaron Rodgers holds a chip on his shoulder. He's still, because he didn't get offers and he had to go to JUCO, um, Cal finally let him come and play in college. And and he held that on him. San Francisco passed on him, the number one overall pick, and every team that passed on him after that until Green Bay, and he has used that as motivation to improve and get better. Then he had two really down years, especially for him, still better than many other quarterbacks, but two down years. The Packers draft Jordan Love because Rodgers looked like he was declining. Then he comes out and has an MVP season. Why? Because he's got a chip on his shoulder. That's how he lives. That's how he works. Right now, the Green Bay Packers have went 13 and three. They went to the NFC championship game two years in a row. And as much as Rodgers is, is at some fault for this last year, it's not been all his fault. It never has been all his fault. He should have run it on third down. He had room. And I think he admits that, that he, that, you know, it just, he made the wrong decision on third down, but they were this close to going to a Super Bowl. Everybody says, well, the Packers haven't given him any help. That's baloney. He's got the top offensive line in the NFL. Last year, he has Devontae Adams, a top three to top five, depending on who you talk to, wide receiver in the NFL. Robert Tunyon had the most touchdowns for a tight end last year. The defense has gotten better. They fired the uh, the defensive coordinator because the defense is ultimately what blew it in Tampa uh, as well. Kevin King comes back this year, but they didn't re-sign him originally. He's the reason they lost the game against Tampa this year. He's had help. He has a good team. He's had a great organization. <laughs> And now he has what most people seem to figure is he's still upset about the Jordan Love pick. Some people say it's the ex- how the contract extension stuff has gone, but I I don't know, maybe he's gone in and did what Tom Brady did with the Patriots where he said, "Listen, it's either me or Garoppolo. You either get rid of Garoppolo or you get rid of me." And and New England, Bob Kraft said, "Okay, we're getting rid of Garoppolo." That's what they did. So maybe he went in in his extensions and said, "Hey guys, if you get rid of Jordan Love, all's good, and we can keep going. And Green Bay may have just said, we're not getting rid of Jordan Love. I, I don't know. That's all speculation, of course, as well. Then people talk about, well, he can go host Jeopardy. Sure, he did a great job on Jeopardy. But does Jeopardy want a guy hosting that now has come out and made a fool of himself, and made a fool of the people that he works for? I mean, good night. Jeopardy might be sitting there going, well, wait a second. What happens if we do something he doesn't like? What happens if we hurt his feelings? He's probably not getting the job at Jeopardy. I think he did a fine job hosting. I think he could do a fine job hosting, but I think this is hurting his chances there as well. Aaron Rodgers is a drama drama queen. He is he's a guy who who likes the drama as much as he says he doesn't. Um he causes drama. He is a, a you know outside of the Packers organization for the last 10 to 15 years, other teams hated Aaron Rodgers. They they talk about his personality, all that kind of stuff. But you always just assume, oh, that's because you're jealous. You would want Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. Packers fans right now, they're starting to maybe think, maybe we don't want Aaron Rodgers as our quarterback. Not because of talent. He's still the best in the NFL talent wise. And you put him there with Mahomes. They're right there together, I suppose. But he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's the MVP of the season. And yet I think at this moment today, at this very second, Green Bay Packer fans as a whole are saying, you know what? Maybe it's time we move on. Now they're not going to just give Aaron Rodgers away. We understand the talent that he has. So let's, let's trade him for something spectacular. But at this point, you can't trade him because the draft is over. You don't know what you're getting back. And so at this point, it seems to me like Aaron Rodgers is either going to be playing for the Packers or at least, uh, uh, employed by the Packers throughout this next football season. And then maybe they can make a trade when the season is all said and done. Done. Is Jordan Love the quarterback of the future? Maybe. Is he the quarterback for this season? We sure hope not. <laughs> as a Packer fan, um, Jordan Love is, is, he might be the future, but he's, he's not ready for the present. At least as far as we know, we didn't see him, right? No, no preseason games last year, uh, as well. And so that is my thoughts on Aaron Rodgers as I've had a chance to let that simmer for a little bit. At this point, I'm still team Packers as opposed to team Rodgers. And unless I get more details that tell me the Packers did something they shouldn't have outside of drafting Jordan Love and making Aaron Rodgers mad, uh, for now, I'm going to side with the Packers on this one and uh, hope for the best. At this point, like you said, dad, I think, you know, at this point, I think we're going to weigh this out and, and come football time, Aaron Rodgers will be back in a Packer uniform playing for the Green Bay Packers at least one more season in Green Bay. What a sad way to see it go. The interesting stat, everybody's seen it by now. Bart Starr played 16 seasons in Green Bay. Brett Favre played 16 seasons in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers has played 16 seasons in Green Bay. No quarterback has played season 17 for the Packers. So that's intriguing as well. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Sports Stove podcast today as we've recapped the draft we had a great time in draft season we'll be back again next week with more content uh, probably focusing a little bit away from football depending on what happens this week Uh, a little bit more on some other topics as well make sure you go and visit the podcast notes and get the link for skull candy and for the blue coolers and click on those links that way they know that we sent you just by clicking on the links it lets them know that you support our podcast and then if you purchase something through that link as well obviously that goes to help support this podcast also congratulations everyone on a great draft weekend we look forward to what is ahead in the football season and now we've got coming up on nba playoffs coming up on nhl playoffs major league baseball is in full tilt right now as well and uh we'll we will continue to bring you the best content at all possible uh thank you so much for tuning into today's sports stove podcast until next time we'll see you around the sports